Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me during this month of December. Um, really appreciate the listen, the view, all of it. Um, we've had a really good year thus far um, in 2023 as far as um, spreading the message of liberty throughout Georgia, having some events. Um, this podcast has gotten more views than it ever has before, um, as well as our Thursday night podcast, which is live. Um, on YouTube and Rumble and Facebook and Twitter. Um, so if you ever want to tune into that, it's called Liberty Libations every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Um, it's me and three other guys who have a drink and just talk uh, the latest week's news. Um, news, culture, politics, all that kind of stuff. And we just kind of have a good time. We have trivia um, every week. It's it's really fun. So um, if you haven't tuned into that, make sure you do so. You can find it on all audio podcast platforms as well. It's not just uh, the video version. So uh, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the above. Um, all right. So for the month of December, you're going to hear this intro four times um, because I decided uh, far too late to get some guests on um, and record before December. I decided um, I'm taking December's and June's off of podcasting. So they will, anything in December or June will be pre-recorded. <clears throat> um, Liberty Libations on Thursday nights will go on without me. We will have guest hosts for the Thursdays that I will not be there. Um, my company will still produce all of the podcasts, but um, I will not be the host. Uh, I just every now and then it'd be nice to just have a month off from from doing this. Um, I love doing it. I just I would like. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody likes time off. I got a million house projects that have piled up. And so uh, time to do those. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so don't be alarmed if you hear this intro repeatedly. Um, it is what it is. Um, I will be for the second half of these episodes or actually the majority of these episodes, they will be reruns of what I think were under viewed and under listened to episodes from the past couple years uh, and even just parts of episodes. So we are going to have two episodes on Bitcoin. Um one episode on our Banish Big Brother project and one episode on overreach of government. And um, so these are all episodes that we have previously aired. Shane Hazel is the guest on two of them. Um, I believe Elizabeth Melton is the guest on one and is just me as a solo episode uh, on one as well. So uh, if you have already heard these and you don't want to listen to them again, you know, once once you get to a point where where you get all the information that you need, uh, feel free to turn it off. But um, if you haven't watched those or listened to those, um, I would encourage you to stick around because I think they're filled with very important information. I chose two Bitcoin ones because of what is happening with Bitcoin and because of what is happening with inflation and the dollar. Um, 
And so I chose two with Shane Hazel, who is uh, the Georgia libertarian guru, I guess, on on Bitcoin. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good time for more and more people to learn about Bitcoin, for you to be able to share this with friends and family at your uh, uh, holiday gatherings, at your Christmas gatherings. So, yeah, that. That's what this that's what this month is going to be. It's going to be a few reruns with this particular intro during which I will talk about lpgeorgia.com. Um, go to lpgeorgia.com if you have any questions, if you need to renew your membership, if you need to learn about what we believe um, as far as libertarian philosophy, um, what we're doing around the state of Georgia to spread freedom and liberty and uh, to try to limit the size of government and get our folks into government positions to help us do that. Um, we have all sorts of information on our website. So go there. You can also reach out to any one of us. We are always happy to talk about um, liberty and our philosophy and why we believe it and what our what the basis of our philosophy is, because I think it's very, very misunderstood um, in today's world. So um, please feel free to reach out through that. Um, you can reach out to me personally through the Jake Green uh, on Twitter or uh, podcast at lpgeorgia.com if you uh, if you want to email. And then you can also go to LP Georgia. You can go to Twitter at LP Georgia to to message us there as well if you would like to. Um, also, if you're interested in coming to the 2024 convention. Tickets are currently $75 as of December 4th. On December 6th, they go up to $85. Um, the convention is the 26th through the 28th of January. It is down in Conyers, Georgia at the VFW. All the information that you could possibly need as to uh, accommodations, where it's at, who's speaking is on, on our website once again. Um, we have some great speakers coming. We have Spike Cohen, Shane Hazel, Sarah Higdon, Adam Nutter. Um, the website says Edgar Mills at the moment. Edgar may or may not be able to be there. Um, it depends on some personal things. So um, we also have the Tower Gang pod who is coming um, to do a podcast there, I believe. And um, we have uh, a six-way debate for the presidential candidates of the Libertarian Party. So six folks running for president will be debating at LP Georgia's convention. So make sure you get your tickets now while they're 75 bucks. If you wait two more days, they will go up in price. So um, yeah, yeah, make sure to come out. We uh, The last two conventions that I've been to have been absolutely phenomenal. We had a great time at the Great Create. Um, that was uh, a really big event that we threw this summer. Um, and then we will have booths and uh, people selling things and people teaching things and trainings and all sorts of stuff at, at conventions. So make sure you get your tickets now. Um, without further ado, today I will be airing an old episode um, called Banish Big Brother. It was Free Georgia Podcast number 36. Um, it is all about what the Libertarian Party of Georgia is doing to end the surveillance state, specifically in Georgia, but also kind of use it as a roadmap for other libertarian states to um, libertarian organizations to 
try it in their state as well. Um, and so, yeah, it, Elizabeth Melton, who is our communications director, this is one of her big projects. Um, there is a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of things that people tend to overlook or not know about as far as the government and corporations being in bed together and basically spying on literally everything you do. Um, there's also a good companion episode to this uh, that I, I believe it's called Privacy. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, my bad, y'all. I was not expecting to mention that. And then it just came out of my mouth. So now I got to go find it. <laughs> uh, privacy basing your life. And so the privacy basing your life is a good, uh, good starting point for if you want to uh, take action in this Banish Big Brother type way. Um, but Elizabeth is going to tell you all about Banish Big Brother through this through this episode. So, um, yeah, thank you all so much for watching, and we'll see you after the recording. Today, we have Miss Elizabeth Melton joining the podcast today. Elizabeth, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Awesome. Um, you have a little pet project or a couple that you've been working on. Um, what can you tell people what the Banish Big Brother project is? Well, a few months ago, I was actually on the podcast and we were talking about the smart cities initiative that's happening in cities all over the country. And one thing that I found as we started spreading information about this is that people kind of feel helpless. They see this and they're like, okay, so they're doing this, but what can I do about it? I'm only one person. And so the Banish Big Brother project is a way for people to come together in their communities and look at this smart city stuff and just basically like an action plan to get together with other groups and say, well, what do we want to do about this? And mm -hmm. there are lots of different options and lots of different ways that you can handle this. You could do something as simple as demand that your local city put whatever they're doing on their website so that everybody can access it and see exactly what they're doing and what kind of information they're getting. Or you could... If, if it's not in your community yet, try to stop it from coming into your community. So it's, it's not really an all or nothing thing. There are little steps along the way that you can take, but everybody can do something to try to limit this, mm. if not get rid of it. Heck yeah. Um, completely agree. There are just so many little things you can do along the way, even in just your personal life, um, to help mitigate some of the things that are coming down the pike with with some of this massive surveillance stuff that they have going that coming to each city. Um, if someone were to enter their email address into our website, banishbigbrother.com, um, what would what would they start receiving? What would they what would they get? as far as communications? Well, the first thing that you get is the PDF, which is like a step-by-step -step guide, what we call our toolkit for addressing surveillance. 
but also you will be getting updates. You'll be getting smaller emails with chunks of information that kind of expound on different parts of it and help it to make more sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And so how did you start working on this project? Like, was there a certain event that made you go, oh, this needs to be a thing. So let's make it happen. Well, I've known about it for quite a long time, but I didn't realize the scope of it. And I didn't realize how far along it had come because a lot of these things come through kind of under the radar screen. And I'm finding that it's not only the general public that's not fully aware of what's going on. Sometimes even the people that are voting for this don't know precisely what all of this technology does. So I, in, in my affiliate, I got together with some of our other members and we were putting together a voter guide for a local election. And one of the people that we interviewed was an incumbent who knew that we had concerns because it had just been in the news that they had purchased 2000 surveillance cameras using a COVID grant to install in the city. And so that was our first question. And, and so in this voter guide, we're basically putting out there, these are the candidates that we think align best with libertarian values. Mm-hmm. So of course, that was the number one question is, what do you think about these surveillance cameras? And so as a result of that, one of the people knew that I had concerns about this and invited me to a smart city meeting. And this was an implementation meeting, not a public meeting, but this was the tech people and the people on the inside, like in the city and so forth. And I just really was alarmed by what I saw. Wow. Can you talk about some of the things that you did see in that first meeting and some of the stuff that you've seen since then, just for anybody who's unaware of of what's going on? Well, I didn't realize the scope of what they were doing and how a lot of people think, okay, you're in public. You don't have a a reasonable, um, it's not reasonable for you to expect that you will be private when you're in public. Right. And so that kind of makes sense is if you're walking down the street and someone walks by and takes your picture, there's not a whole lot that you can do about that. Mm. However, when you're talking about using facial recognition or license plate scanners, these personally identify people. Mm -hmm. And when you have these going all over town, they basically are tracking everywhere that you go and they're databasing it. So this is not just someone in public being seen by their fellow citizens. This is equivalent to stalking. Right. If, if another citizen followed you all over the city and made notes of everywhere that you went and everyone that you talked to and everything you did, that would be illegal. Right. <laughs> but I mean, if you're not doing anything wrong, why should why should you care, Elizabeth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I tell people, well, you know, maybe you're not doing anything wrong now. 
mm-hmm. but you don't know who's to say that what you're doing right now won't be illegal at some point in the future. Yep. And, and this come back to haunt you. And that sounds, I, I know when I talk about these things, a lot of times people, it, it sounds kind of hyperbolic, like I'm exaggerating, but we have to look at real life examples mm-hmm. of how this has been used in the world. And I always tell people when you, want the government to do something for you, you have to give the government certain powers to do that. So then you have to ask the question, what would this power look like in the hands of the worst possible government? Whether that be totalitarian or whether that just be an incredibly inefficient government, either way, um, you have to ask that question because by all the laws of probability, at some point you're going to get a really horrible government. Mm-hmm. And so the, um, when you think of some of the ways that this has been used, like in Myanmar, mm-hmm. there were people who were opposed to the military there. They, were peacefully protesting, speaking out against the military, then the military has a coup and they're in power. Some of those same activists using this same technology that they are implementing now, use that technology to find them, hunt them down and execute them. So that is an extreme example. Mm -hmm. Will something like that ever happen here? My goodness, I hope not. But we have to consider if, if you're if you're thinking that this cannot be used in those kinds of ways, then to me, that's just being willfully ignorant at, at this point, because that should always be in the back of your mind. Yeah. I mean, especially after 2020, that should absolutely be in the back of your mind, although horrible things that the government did to private citizens who weren't hurting anybody um, during that time is pretty, uh, you kind of have to have your head in the sand in order to ignore all of that. And it's, it sometimes can get super frustrating. (laughs) Well, and it just seems to me like so much of that has been forgotten. Mm. I mean, there were people that had to wear ankle bracelets after testing positive for COVID to make sure that they didn't leave their house. I mean, that happened in this country and people just, it's it's like it never happened and they just forgot about it. Yep. People have really short memories. Like, I mean, and you don't even have to go to extreme examples either to like the whole argument. Well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, at some point you could be doing something that they consider wrong. Like FDR banned gold, you know, like something as simple and as intrusive to your economic freedom as that, like that happened during, during the forties and, or during the thirties, I guess. And uh, yeah, that it, things like that have happened many, many, many times over the last 80, 90, 100 years. Um, and they're going to keep happening, especially when the surveillance and the watchful eye gets bigger and bigger. And it really doesn't matter where you fall on the political spectrum. Right. This, this, this should matter to you. And I have like a couple of examples. So if you are a right-leaning person, you probably take your gun rights 
serious. So mm-hmm. they're going to know every time you go to a gun store. <laughs> and when they start marrying these databases together, because there are a lot of places like in Cobb County, they are just rolling out an initiative to get people with private cameras to join them into the system. So that means if there are private cameras, they could even be keeping track of what you're purchasing. And if you add like the CBDCs, then they see your actual transactions. So all of this is coming together. It's called the mosaic effect. So in the same way, a mosaic, if you see one tile, it doesn't really tell you a lot. But when you zoom out and you see a lot of little tiles, it makes it together, it makes a big picture. And so these little tiny pieces of data that you produce as an individual, when they start marrying all these together, it gives them a very clear picture of your life and who you are. So if you go to a, a, a gun store and say that the gun laws change, they'll know what you have. Yeah. There recently with the uh, Roe versus Wade decision, there was talk of an abortion law that would penalize someone that left the state to get an abortion and come back. Well, if they're going to know that you went to the CVS and purchased a pregnancy test and left the state, that could set you up for suspicion. And so all of these different things, it doesn't matter what where you are in the political spectrum. It should matter to you. You should not want this to happen. Right. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And uh, as well as like just if the let's say the Democrats are in charge right now. Um, and you're a Democrat and you're all for some of these things because you don't like what the Republicans are doing. Well, as soon as the Republicans get in power, they're going to use the exact same things against you. Um, and so the best. So that no matter who's in power, your rights can't be trampled. Right. And we never know when the political winds are going to change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's just better. You don't want these kinds of things out there, no matter even if you like the people who are in charge at the moment. Right. And we like speaking of of like uh, government interacting with private citizens and, and using private cameras for surveillance. Uh, we talked about an article on Liberty Libations where a guy in the UK uh, had his smart home shut down because the, a delivery driver thought he heard a racial slur over over the uh, intercom, over the ring doorbell. And so he had his whole Amazon smart home shut down because a delivery driver thought he heard something. <laughs> right. It, it's, I don't think that people really have an appreciation for exactly how valuable your data is. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just like all of the pictures all over social media Clearview AI, which is a company that helps to to drive a lot of this facial recognition software, it regularly scrapes social media Mm -hmm. to get images for people. So think about that, where they do the the 10 year 
posts that people will put up. This is what I look like 10 years ago, you know, update right. it. Well, they're getting updated information while you do that. And so I know a lot of people, they, they think that I'm a little extreme because I don't put my picture out there. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's part of my data. That's valuable. It's a valuable thing that I possess. And so I'm very particular about who gets that data. And so every time you go to a grocery store and use a rewards card or whatever, at least in those situations, those people are giving you something in return for your data. Any social media or Google or whatever that you use is free. It's not really free. You're exchanging your data mm -hmm. for that because it's something valuable. But when you're out walking around in your community, they're getting all of that data for free. You're not even consenting to it. Right. And most of these companies, they, the technology is owned by corporations that are in partnership with the government. So they're still getting your data for free. Right. But in this case, you're not even getting anything in return, like a store discount or, you know, free social media. You're getting things in return. It's just things you don't want. That, well, yeah. Good <laughs> what's, point. What, what's the quote? It's uh, if if something is free, then you're the product. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and that that applies so much. I think. I mean, I, one of the one of the things that happened was like technology of today came came so quickly that no one really had time to adjust to it and understand that every single bit of information that you put into a computer is valuable and can be used for you or against you and can be valuable to you. You can, you can, there are certain companies out there. Um, I know uh, UBDC, I can't remember the name of it, um, but they, UBDI, UBDI, they used to, um, Basically, you were able to say this data is OK to sell and I want a profit share from it. Um, this data is not OK to share. And you, like it, you connect it with all your websites, everything that everything that you do online, and it will cut off certain sources um, from knowing certain things about you and knowing parts of your data. And there are services like that popping up now, which are going to become really valuable as people start to learn that their information is a valuable asset. Yeah. And the sooner that people realize this, the better. Mm -hmm. And anything that you put into a cloud, you don't own. <laughs> Correct. And <laughs> so the Medicare, I guess, is sending out all of these free bracelets for all of the older folks to wear so they can keep track of their heartbeat and their oxygen levels and all of this stuff and it all mm. goes into a cloud and Yuval Harari who he's for those who are not familiar with him he's kind of an interesting person because he's out there while he's pushing all of this he's at the same time warning us what's going to happen with it but he's like if you're in North Korea you listen to the great leader give a speech. You're mm -hmm. wearing this bracelet. You can sit there and you can smile and you can clap and pretend that you like it. But if they have that data with your, your heartbeat and your respiration and all of that, they know your true reaction. And again, that's an extreme example, but 
it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, you're darn right. Um, so with this big or banished big brother project, um, when they get the toolkit, um, what's the first? What's like the first thing that someone could easily do to to start fighting against this whole surveillance state? Well, they could get in touch with us uh, for mm -hmm. one thing, because then we can offer them support. And then when we work together with other communities, that's also helpful. But one of the first things you can do is just file an Open Records Act request in your community and find out exactly what they have and what mm -hmm. they're doing with it. Yeah. Um, and this... So this isn't just limited to major cities like Atlanta. It's going to be smaller towns and communities. Is that correct? So the first rollout was with the big cities, but mm. now the the second, what I call the second tier cities, it's already in all of those as well. So if you live in a good sized city, even if it's not a huge metropolitan area, you already have this. Mm. Now they are in the process of rolling it out to some of the smaller cities. Mm -hmm. But the goal they expressed in this meeting that I attended that the goal is to have 500 smart cities by the year 2025. So if you do the math, that's around 10 per state. Mm hmm. So yeah. if you live in any city of any size, you're going to be in some somewhere in the development process. So how does how do things like this pass? Like do, do things like this have to go through a voting procedure of your you know local city council or can like, you know, the local police department just start implementing things like this? So it varies. Some police departments and law enforcement agencies can get grants so that they can get all of this technology for free. <laughs> and in some cases they do this and the elected representatives have no idea. Mm -hmm. In other cases, the cities, the, it's whether it's the county commission or a city council, they do vote on it. But in some of those cases, even they are not 100% aware of what they're voting for. They right. haven't done the research. And there's this tendency whenever somebody gives you a grant, it's like, oh, well, this is free money. Let's just take it. Mm -hmm. And they don't even look into what they're doing with the money and whether it's a good idea. It's just this attitude that if it's free, we should just automatically take it. Yep. That's that's one of the biggest problems is people don't like free money is hard to turn down and free money is never free money in the end. Um, exactly. And almost all of this is being funded through grants. Right there. There's not a lot of taxpayer dollars used to implement it. Now, some of the things like the uh, some of the smart street lights there was a question as to why are these costing us so much more to run these smart streetlights? They're, they're LEDs. Shouldn't they be less expensive? Mm -hmm. and, and this is something that came up in my city council. Well, it's because they're loaded with surveillance. <laughs> and the, the city council members didn't know that. But now they're already in place. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh oh, I think we lost Elizabeth for a moment. Um, she came back for just a second, but I mean, she's completely right about people not understanding what is in the bills that they're passing. Um, there are so many times where a bill will get passed and the people who are passing it didn't read the whole thing. Um, and that is a huge problem. Like you want to talk about not representing your best interests and like the people you're voting for not representing you and what you want that just not reading a bill is a very basic, very basic problem that is completely fixable. Um, it's just kind of, it's unfathomable to me that you're, you're in charge of telling people what they can and can't do, which I think is bogus, but you're in charge of telling people what they can and can't do. And you're not even going to read the entire bill and strive to understand it. That is unbelievable to me. All right, Elizabeth, you're back on. Sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. I just picked up where you left off. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think we can wrap up there, Elizabeth. I think this is, you think this is a good point for people to, uh, to, you know, go to banishbigbrother.com, enter your email address and get your toolkit on how to fight these smart cities and how to fight against uh, mass surveillance of, of you and the people around you. Um, well, there are, there are yeah. a couple of things coming up and Sweet. one is on July the 17th. Okay. I'll be giving a presentation on all of the technology, exactly how it works. Mm -hmm. um, some of the drawbacks and that is sponsored by our Gwinnett County affiliate. Okay. And that will be at St. Michael independent old Catholic church in Loganville. Okay. Awesome. And then in the fall, we are doing a, a, we're calling it the Banish Big Brother pub crawl. Nice. Which is going to take place in Savannah. So Savannah. Perfect place for that. Yeah. Savannah has an unusual situation in that they can't just go and speak at their city council. The city council has to vote on whether or not they want to hear what you have to say. So wow. they're kind of. They're kind of limited as to, uh, you know, getting their voice out. So we've decided that we're going to do the pub crawl there. And so we hope that people will come and join us. We're going to be wearing like masks and clothing. <laughs> that's the, the clothing like with faces on it. That's supposed to thwart the facial recognition. Right. And then we'll have signs and stuff and we'll go around to some different pubs and also do a tour of the surveillance, just point out cameras and things like that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully get a lot of people asking questions and saying, Hey, what are y'all doing? I'm, I'm picturing a bunch of oddly dressed ninjas walking around town, pointing at streetlights. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so these are the kinds of things that will help bring attention to the problem. It's like, okay, if you won't listen to us one way, maybe you'll listen to us another. So that we don't have a date for that yet, but it should be in the early fall. So if anyone wants to follow us on Eventbrite or just tune in to our, um, our website mm -hmm. and, and keep looking. We'll have a, a date out soon. I love it. I love it. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate you doing all this work and fighting, 
you know, these things that almost no one has heard of. I, I hadn't, I didn't even know about them until you told me about them, you know, last year. So, uh, it, I think it's super important work and I think more people need to understand what's going on without them realizing it. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And y'all go to banishbigbrother.com, um, enter your email address, get on that email list um, so that you can get updates. And we're going to, like Elizabeth said, there's going to be events um, and you can go to lpgeorgia.com for a lot more information on the Libertarian Party of Georgia, as well as events that we host um, like Range Day and Brush Fires Public Speaking and all that kind of stuff. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the free Georgia podcast this week. Really appreciate it. Um, make sure you go visit lpgeorgia.com for any questions about the Libertarian Party. Um, you can message me via Twitter at the Jake Green. You can also follow us on Twitter at lpgeorgia. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is Libertarian Party of Georgia. Facebook is also Libertarian Party of Georgia. We have a lot of followers on Twitter and um, and Facebook. So if you want to interact with the most amount of libertarians, that's the that's the place to do it. We're still growing our Instagram account um, and you can hop on there and help us grow it. That'd be fantastic. Um, again, make sure you buy your convention tickets. Uh, they're on they're on sale for if it's well, they're on sale for 85 bucks at this point. Um, if you're listening to this, they're probably on sale for 85 bucks at this point. So um, get them now. It's going to be a great time. I'm going I'm going to be at the convention. I know Shane is going to be at the convention. Just a bunch. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a fantastic time. Um, so make sure you get your tickets now. Um, that'll do it, y'all. Thank you for. A phenomenal year once again. Um, really appreciate it. Love doing this show. Love talking liberty um, and trying to spread it throughout our state and our nation. So that'll do it. Y'all have a good week. Peace.